Well, hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Dr. Joe Galati podcast, broadcasting high above the Texas Medical Center in Houston, purveyor of all things related to the liver, health and wellness, nutrition, food and cooking, and all-around doctor banter and witty repartee with our experts that visit us. Our website is drjoegalati.com. If you'd like to send me a note, subscribe to our newsletter, or even see me as a patient. If you want to call and be part of the program, dial us at 888-438-9431. And now, on with the podcast. This particular week, we are dedicating it to the coronavirus outbreak that has essentially completely preoccupied the entire country, if not the entire world. And on this week's Your Health First program, I had two very special guests. The first was Dr. David Pate. I've known David for many, many years. He was the CEO of St. Luke's Episcopal Hospital and Texas Heart Institute, here in the world-famous Texas Medical Center. David, a number of years ago, relocated to be the CEO of uh, another hospital system in Idaho, and he recently retired, and he's such a talented physician and administrator and leader that he has gotten involved in efforts in Idaho and elsewhere with regard to the coronavirus. And I thought it really would be very interesting to get his perspective from a medical standpoint as to what's happening. And then part two of the interview, I had Mike Emanuel from Fox News Channel come on to give a Washington perspective as far as what the government was doing. What is Congress doing, the senators? How is this affecting the 2020 presidential election and campaign? So I am running the Mike Emanuel portion of the podcast first. And what I'd say, if you're a fan of Mike Emanuel, who is a regular staple on the Fox News channel, he did an interview with me, I believe in late December, early January of this past year, of this year, talking about the Mediterranean diet. Now, he was, uh, he is of uh, Greek origin. He grew up in New Jersey, not too far from where I grew up. And we talked about the value of Mediterranean diet and, and really what it meant to grow up in that environment back in the 60s and 70s and the impact that it has had on us today. And so it's nice to have Mike back, very gracious gentleman, very professional and all-around good guy, and we're so happy that he's able to participate. So if you want to go back and look at the old or prior Mike Emanuel podcast, it's posted, and we also have a YouTube video of the in-studio interview with him. So if you really enjoy that, you can see the video or listen to the prior podcast. It's all there for you. And as I've been saying for years, not only with the radio program, with the but with the podcast now, I, I, there are so many topics that we can talk about and turn it into a health and wellness topic that everybody could appreciate. So appreciate. So we're never uh, hesitant or shy to talk about food, our ethnic background, where we came from. It all makes for really great interviews and uh, gives us a chance to better understand each other. Without further ado, here is the Mike Emanuel podcast. Thanks very much. Just as a reminder, you want to 
Like our podcast, follow us so that you get the delivery every week. And of course, you could find the podcast every week on all of the popular podcast sites around the world. I sure hope you're doing well. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m., we are here providing everybody with the best in health and wellness, making you better consumers of health care. And in this day, we are consumed with fear and anxiety and, and discussion of coronavirus. And we had Dr. David Pate on, a good friend and colleague, trying to give the medical side. And now we change things up. We've got Mike Emanuel, the chief congressional correspondent and senior political correspondent for Fox News on the radio. Mike, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, Doc. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, last time we spoke, and this is the irony of it all, we spoke to, we spoke about eggplant and spanakopita. <laughs> now yeah, now we're shifting gears. Diet. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I'd rather talk about that than coronavirus, but uh, there's nothing sure. that the two of us can't chat about. Um, so, um, you know, I wanted to, to get your opinion because certainly the, the medical side, the human interest side, but this is a tremendous... Um, United States problem. It's a global problem, of of course. And I'm I'm really very curious to uh, sort of peer into your um, life as uh, as a correspondent and what exactly is happening in Washington. I I would think that uh, uh, it, it, it's amazing to witness what is happening. So can you give us a little bit of a fly on the wall? Um, look at what's happening there in Washington related to coronavirus. It's pretty chaotic, uh, you know, just talking to neighbors and colleagues and, and people not in the news business who are, you know, living in and working around the Washington, D.C. area and trying to figure this out. And a lot of schools up here have closed. My, my kids' school, um, they've closed for a month. And wow. initially I thought, wow, that's, you know, that's pretty bold. Um, but then I've been listening to Dr. Anthony Fauci, like yes. I think we all have been, and, and it sounds like, you know, the idea is to keep us all in our respective, you know, hideaways uh, as long as possible to keep the spread down and, and try to, to lower that curve. And so, you know, perhaps that's the right thing to do, to keep keep kids home for a month. Um, I, I imagine for, for parents with, you know, two two careers in the household and then some children at home, it's it's got to be especially, you know, especially stressful because one, you're worried about everybody's health, right? But you're also probably wondering how the heck are you going to do your jobs, and you know, what are you going to do with your children? I mean, in, in terms of uh, productive use of their time and 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 making sure that everybody stays healthy. And so there's a lot of anxiety about that. Uh, I think a lot of the government folks are are starting to telework, and so. Uh, you know, on laptops at home, they'll be doing a lot of their, their work other than the absolute, you know, necessary staff that's needed to carry out this coronavirus task force and those kind sure. of, you know, serious measures. Um, but I think everybody here, like throughout our country, is just trying to figure out, you know, how best to handle it um, and wondering what exactly is going to be closed going forward. You know, I We've seen people make rushes at the grocery store and that's and that sort of thing. Right, right. Um, 
are are the grocery stores going to close down at some point? If so, you know, do we all have enough to live off for a couple of weeks? Is you know, and and just how long is this going to go forward? And so, I think all the uncertainty has added a lot of stress to lives here as it has throughout the country. Um, with the challenge being that a lot of the folks here also have to figure out public policy in terms of how best to guide the country through this very difficult time. You, you know, I my real real concern here is that when any of these disasters break out, um, a lot of people will say, well, this is your government fixing the problem. But then in the last you know, several days, there's been a lot of uh, private public um, relations being developed or or further fostered. what What is the chat there with with the congressional leaders you are are chatting with? Do they have a sense that no, the u s. government is the beginning and the end of all this uh, solutions, or do they realize that, hey, you know, we're not set up for this. We're not ready. This isn't our job. And we have to depend on private enterprise to help. A lot of people I've talked to have been very encouraged by seeing the public-private partnerships right. and, and trying to make sure that everybody's all in. It, you know, it's, we're all on the American team. Right. Um, you know, the politicians and the, the partisans in Washington may have their respective red or blue, but um, I think there's really been an emphasis to try to say, get on America's team here. And and I think, you know, the president spoke with the grocery store chains today. I think sure. try to make sure that the food supply is going to continue to be in good shape. We've seen the administration starting to focus on, you know, hard-hit industries like the airlines, which are, are huge throughout Texas, obviously, and, sure. and critical to all of us, uh, but like hotels and cruise lines and, and, and you know, people are not going to be traveling. Um, how do you make sure that these industries are not crushed by this? Um, and so I think I'm encouraged by the sense that I've seen one legislation was passed late night, Friday night into Saturday in the House of Representatives to try to take the next steps to try to help people who are put out of work for several weeks to make sure that they get some paid sick leave uh, and those types of benefits so they're not, you know, immediately devastated financially mm-hmm. at a critical time. Um, and, and I think that a lot of the lawmakers, even though it is an election year, have recognized that now more than ever, their constituents are counting on them to get some things done. And so we expect the Senate will take up the bill that the House passed over the weekend. We expect conversations between the administration and Congress about, you know, next addressing some of these really hard-hit industries, specific industries. And basically, you know, as a problem is seen over the horizon, uh, an effort by your government to try to step up and respond uh, at least partially for now, and then if they need to authorize more funding down the road, but to try to get relief to those most in need as quickly as possible. You know, I don't know if it's my imagination, and I'd like to think that I scour the, the various news sources every day, but it almost seems as if the this week the rhetoric has toned down in a sense, and all we're really hearing is the president, the White House, the task force, uh, and everybody associated with that um, with regard to the news, there doesn't seem to be, okay, well, the president and the White House had a task force. Here's the rebuttal. I, I, I don't know. What do you What do you think? Yeah, my sense is, is that uh, a lot of people are recognizing that people throughout this country are stressed out enough, anxious enough about how this is going to affect older members of the family. Right. Um, 
you know, what will the impact be on people at all different ages who may have underlying conditions? Sure. You know, how long is this going to go on for us? So I think there's enough stress and anxiety throughout the country that I think some of the people in partisan warfare up here have recognized, like, this is not the time. People are not in the mood. This is the time if you hold an elective office, we better be delivering for our constituents. The entire House of Representatives is on the ballot in November, a third of the Senate, and obviously the White House is up for grabs as well. Right. So they're all going to be graded this year. And so I think there are a lot of people recognizing they can get back to more of their partisan bickering about this or that once we have a better handle on what's happening with our families, our neighbors, our jobs, our communities, and, you know, just the extent of what's going to happen to us. No, excellent, excellent. Mike, we're going to put you on hold for just a minute, and we will be back. Boy, this is this is fascinating, having Mike Emanuel on. All right, Dr. Joe Galati, final segment coming up. We're talking about coronavirus. Don't forget, go to drjogalati.com. Stay tuned. We'll be finishing up in just a few minutes. We'll be right back. Final segment of this week's Your Health First. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. We're talking about coronavirus or COVID-19, as it is called. Trying to get a little bit of sanity here with what the real threat is and what's happening in Washington. And we're back with Mike Emanuel from Fox News Channel, chief congressional correspondent and senior political correspondent there. Mike, how many years have you been with Fox News now? 23, but who's counting? No, we're not. Gosh, that's, <laughs> that is wonderful. Now, a, a lot of um, major American events and happenings have been canceled. South by Southwest and yep. Austin and the Final Four. I mean, that is like canceling Christmas. Um, yep. And that affects a lot of cities and states and um is there any discussion around the halls of Congress to say, man, why couldn't you just push it off another couple of weeks? Let us go through with us. Uh, all of these uh, industries are going to be impacted. Or is everybody just rising above and saying, OK, for the good of the country, the heck with the final four? You know, I haven't heard a whole lot of second guessing or finger pointing about the wisdom behind that. I think um, a lot of people are. Uh, sympathetic at this point because, look, all these lawmakers are trying to figure out what to do with their staff. You know, right. uh, is, is it safe for them to come into the United States Capitol? Sure. Um, we're in the middle of springtime when many, many tourists come to Washington, D.C. Among the places they like to go is the United States Capitol building. Right. And, you know, is that safe? And so I think they were very sympathetic to the powers that be with the NCAA, with all these young people uh, playing sports, and what do you do, and what if, like, you know, we have a few NBA players who have tested positive. Sure. What if a couple of the college players have tested positive? What's the ripple effect of that? Um, What does it do to college campuses? And so I think it's just been uh, the unknown, the uncertainty of how long this is going to go, and how bad the impact is going to be, I think, has left a lot of people thinking, if I were in the chair making that decision, you know, maybe I would err on the side of, side of caution 
um, out of concern for everybody's health. Exactly. It almost seems now that, and, and, you know, Dr. Fauci was mentioning that tomorrow there's going to be an update on the guidelines. And I, I'm not going to be surprised by whatever they come out with, whether it is shutting down domestic air or, right. um, you know, something that's going to shut down all restaurants, nightclubs, bars, things like that. I, I think we're at the point now where it's, um, okay, whatever. I'll, you know, we'll do it. Absolutely. I mean, my heart aches for, you know, people who work in those industries. Of course, yeah. You know, the, the, the very professional waiter at your favorite restaurant who depends on tips and then, you know, all of a sudden nobody's coming into the restaurant and or it may be shut down. I, you know, I, I worry about those folks. And, and um, you know, I, I hope we make the right calls in that regard. And I hope maybe that, you know, makes the duration of this outbreak uh, less and all so the they shorter. Can all get back to work and, and we can all, you know, go on about our lives. But, um, you know, I think that's a lot of the stress right now is just not knowing exactly how much further, you know, the shutdown of our normal American lives is going to be um, and, you know, what the impact will be to a lot of people who are affected by these decisions. Absolutely. Now, 2020, of course, is, is a, a presidential election year. And I guess this is almost a, a two-part question. How big of an impact has the entire coronavirus story been on the nuts and bolts of, of politicking and campaigning? And the second part is you're starting to see, and I, and I, I, I sort of delete these news articles, that maybe we need to, there's going to be a delay in the election uh, right. because of this. So what... You know, is anybody starting to really talk about a contingency plan for the election, or is it going to be a virtual election on your on your iPhone? What do you think? My sense is most people in authority are hoping that by early summer uh, we will have turned the corner and that things will be, you know, getting back to normal. And so things like the election in November hopefully go forward. Um, you know, as as normal. And um, I'm sure there are some discussions, uh, very private discussions about, you know, what if? Sure. What if we're still, you know, in quarantine or, or God forbid, things get back to normal in the summer and then the fall gets to be another bad outbreak? Um, you know, what happens then? But I right. think, you know, on the practical level, you know, we have a president who loves to get out and do, you know, these rallies and right. connect with the people that way. And, you know, he's not able to do that right now. Exactly. And, 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 and I think the same, you know, Bernie Sanders has huge crowds show up for his events. Uh, there's a lot of buzz about Joe Biden right now. It's, it's changed their ability about the way to connect with the American people. And, and, you know, the president's taken some heat for shaking hands, but a lot of politicians I've talked to up here say, you know, that's part of the business. Like, people see you for the first time. And they want to shake your hand. It's like a, a reflex thing or exactly. you know, an instinct yep. thing. And so um, it, it really has shaken things up quite considerably. And, and I traveled a great deal in 2016 with Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. And I've gone back to, you know, I did the 2000 Bush v. Gore. I was on then-Governor Bush's plane a lot. And, you know, what about these traveling, you know, hordes of media that follow the candidates around who go on these planes and, you know, you're not sleeping much, you're not eating terribly well, uh, not following doctor's orders, and you get worn down and now you have the worry of coronavirus. And so I think it's really um, uh, disrupted, you know, the, the traditional United States presidential campaign 
Um, and, and I just don't know when that would get back to normal. I know uh, the two guys on the Democrat side are debating tonight. Exactly. But, um, you know, what about meeting and pressing the flesh and seeing your candidate in person to decide whether you support that person or not? No, somebody today, I, I don't know exactly who it was, they said, you know, a worst-case scenario, three older men could all get coronavirus. And I'm like, oh, geez, you know, do we really need to go there? That the three the three candidates could could all get um, get sick. Now, with with regard to the economy, it, you know, everybody's looking at it. And Friday was a big rally. How big of a liability, if this goes on, could be for the president? Considering I think that's been his strong hand in a way uh, that this could negate whatever progress was made. Well, I think, you know, uh, for, for a long time, we all watched our 401ks or whatever investment you have, and it was up, up, and away, and, and it looked like, wow, we're, you know, we're all doing great. The right. economy's on fire, and how awesome is it? And if you've looked at your whatever investment you have or your 401k, you know, maybe down 30% at this point. And so, you know, I think the argument of, you know, look at how we're doing financially, that's gone out the window through right. no fault of of anyone it's this crazy virus um but yeah i mean i think that's that's certainly alarming to the president and his team and and to probably many incumbents at this point because if you were counting on saying um are you in better shape than you were four years ago well you probably were because everything was you know growing by leaps and bounds but now it's come back to earth and so do people feel financially secure, and, and especially if you're in one of these industries that's sure. just getting clobbered right now, um, you know, you may not. Um, and it's just because of this this freak virus, it's not, you know, it's not through... Uh, Any uh, fault and, uh, of anybody, really. Yeah, I, I can't blame anybody. It's just this crazy virus that's, that's, you know, really threatening our economy right now. Yeah. Mike, in the last 30, 40 seconds or so, the Centers for Disease Control, the NIH, I have always been tremendous fans of, of these institutions. And I, I've always looked at them through my career that this was the best of America. What's the sense in Washington with the CDC and the NIH now? My sense is that, you know, I heard a lot of Republicans say that they need to make Anthony Fauci the face of coronavirus because he has tremendous credibility and he doesn't have much of a voice left because right. he's been talking every day trying to relay the latest information. And I think he still has tremendous credibility. Nobody sees him as a partisan. He's not taking swipes at what went on during the Obama administration. He was there for both. Right. And so I think he's strictly focused on trying to solve this crisis and not play a blame game about how we got here. Um, and I think that resonates with a lot of people who say, okay, this guy doesn't have a partisan agenda here. He's just trying to help save our lives and, and save our communities. And so I think the the reputation is well-deserved, and I think it's, it's top-notch. Excellent. Very well said. Mike, thank you so much. I, uh, it, it's always a treat getting you on, and, and, and your insight is tremendous. It really is very special. Pleasure's mine, and uh, let's make it a happy topic next time. Absolutely. Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll get back to the food rotation. I think that would be fine. <laughs> Thank you so much. All Thanks right, Mike. Me. Thank you very much. All right. So that was Mike Emanuel with Fox News Channel, a, a, a true gentleman, and uh, really an honor to have him on the program. All right.
we're going to wind it up. I, I, I would say for everybody, final sort of final comment here from, from me, I would say if you look at it from the medical standpoint, the public health standpoint, the epidemiology standpoint, this is a real problem for all of us. We have to keep our cool. We have to be smart. We have to be careful, but we can't panic and, and make silly decisions. We need to make sure we eat well, we get our sleep, we remain hydrated, we still have some sort of exercise routine, we still get to sleep on time and, and really protect ourselves. If we are exposed, we, in a sense, cut your losses that you are able to fight off the infection and not get into trouble. But I think we need to um, listen, read, stay informed uh, by the authorities, and this will all work out. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Don't forget, go to drjogalati.com. We'll see you next Sunday evening. Thanks for listening today to our podcast. Don't forget, for more information, check out drjogalati.com. Information about my book, Eating Yourself Sick, is available there, as well as our clinical practice, radio program, and social media links. We need you to be part of our tribe and community. Until we meet again, I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Ciao.